You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Welcome back to We Are Ankeny. Ankeny Community School District has nearly 60 mentors to support the new to profession and the new teachers to Ankeny Community School District. In this episode, we've invited the Ankeny Schools mentoring team, Elise Jensen, Kim Hawk, and Justin Herrick. Justin Herrick is our district mentoring specialist. He's a lifelong educator, having taught high school English for 13 years in both Michigan and Iowa. So I'm, I'm really wondering who he's, uh, who his allegiances are to, but I'll keep going. Including two years in Ankeny before changing roles, he earned a BA in English from uh, Wartburg College, a Master of Arts in Teaching from um, Morningside College, and is currently finishing his PhD in Education from Drake University. Outside of work, he enjoys racing marathons and triathlons. Welcome, Justin. Wolverines? Oh, it's Wolverines. Okay, just checking, just checking. Um, Kimberly Hawk is the district's uh, elementary mentoring coach. She's been in education since 1998 and and has had a variety of teaching experiences, including both lower and upper elementary. General Music, ALP. Sixth grade literacy and instructional coaching, and now serving as the district mentoring and induction coach for elementary. She earned a Bachelor of Arts in Elementary Education and Early Childhood from UNI, and a Master of Arts in Education from Perturbo University. Did I get that right? You sure did. Okay. Um, in her spare time, she loves running marathons, traveling, and spending time with her family, including her two dogs. What are the breeds? Cockapoo. Cockapoo. <laughs> Um, what are their names? Layla and Callie. Layla and Callie. So welcome, Kimberly. <laughs> Thank you. And Elise Jensen is the secondary district mentoring coach. She began her teaching career at Ankeny High School in 2012 and has since taught various English courses, including journalism and yearbook, as well as the AHS Teacher Academy program. She earned a Bachelor of Arts in Journalism from Iowa State and a Master, Master of Arts in Teaching from Drake University. Elise's husband is a fellow Ankeny educator, and together they have two daughters, ages three and six. So I got to ask, what are their names? So I have Elaine, who's six, and then Ava is three. Okay, great. Yeah. So welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really We're glad to, to have here. you here. I'm I'm really excited because this has been basically uh, the next evolution of how uh, we've chosen our district has chosen to support our teachers and, and grow them in in our district. So Justin, this first question. It's going to go to uh, to you. And so, you know, can you explain the mentoring program to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what it really boils down to is supporting and hiring and the retention of quality staff here in our district. Uh, so we try to build supportive environments throughout all our buildings, uh, ensuring that there's personal and professional well-being among all our staff. And then we ensure that there's a quality teacher in every classroom uh, as well as uh, nurses and social workers, counselors in those buildings as well. And the one way that we do that is through our mentors. And so we really build the capacity of our mentors as leaders in our district, and that ensures that our teachers are thriving themselves. And, and we know that when teachers are thriving, our students are also thriving. And so unfortunately, so thanks for that ex- explanation. And so unfortunately, you know, when I started my career, um, actually back in 1998, similar to you, Kimberly, I, I didn't have the opportunity to, to have a mentor. And so I, I just had veteran teachers um, over the summer before I started 
everyone kept asking me, let me see your your teacher face. I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean by teacher face? And so, you know, you know and I'm sure we don't do that with, 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 our, with our new teachers, new to the profession. But when you talk about supportive environments, especially for our brand new teachers, I just remember as a, as a brand new teacher, um, right around this, right around Thanksgiving, I, I was getting really frustrated uh, and tired. And so um, when you talk about supportive environments, you know, what do you really mean by that for our, our teachers new to, new to the profession and then uh, those teachers um, that are veterans but new to Ankeny? Yeah, and, and we actually take an interesting approach that we are supporting our new staff um, from different layers. And okay. so it really is a district mm-hmm. effort that our mentors are really keen in on those um, professional, or sorry, um, personal well-being support systems. Um, we've also been diving into a lot of research now with how do we support different generation of teachers? We're mm-hmm. in a unique situation where you could have a school with five different generations. And how do we um, support those different generations or different values, beliefs, um, how they work with others. And so we, we try to ensure that our mentors are up to date on that learning so that they can uh, support further those teachers in those specific buildings. Great. And so, Kimberly, you, you're supporting um, our teachers at the elementary level. And so I, I want to focus in, uh, in on those teachers that are new to the profession. And so, you know, what are those things that um, teachers that are new to the profession in elementary school need to understand in order to be successful um, and improve the, their craft um, in the, at the elementary level? It's a great question. Um, first of all, when Justin mentioned the layers of support, we have um, obviously support from mentors who are helping our new teachers with that emotional resiliency and and kind of coping with what you mentioned in November when there's kind of that disillusionment of, of teaching. Our mentors understand what those phases are that... Can I survive this year? Right, yeah, that the <laughs> teachers go through. And honestly, we all go through that. Um, but being mindful of how they can care for their mentees, those new teachers, to help them to be more resilient. Um, so I think it's understanding kind of the role of the mentor to help with that emotional support. But um, also instructionally and and building their um, toolbox within the classroom so that ultimately our students are thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to lean on their PLC, their instructional coach, engage in coaching cycles. Um, so part of that being acclimated um, to the district is being able to help direct our new teachers to those resources that can help provide um, the the support that they need. Um, and of course, administrators take a very active role in in working with our new teachers. So yeah. um, it really it's a it's a team effort. <laughs> right, right. And so Kimberly had just mentioned uh, the use of our PLCs, and, for, and so for our listeners, uh, PLC stands for professional learning community. And so how do our elementary school teachers use PLCs at the elementary level? That's another great question. So our PLCs meet weekly, multiple times. Um, PLCs are engaging in uh, conversations regarding student learning, looking at data, looking at um, 
instructional strategies that best meet the needs of our students and being able to uh, differentiate instruction so all of our students are achieving at a high level. So it really is digging into the standard and how we're assessing that and what's the best instruction to meet the needs of our students. And luckily, we have instructional coaches that join our PLCs and we have administrators that sit in on our PLCs. So um, with all of those great people um, working together and building interdependence, they can really, you know, take a new teacher under their wing and help, um, you know, kind of lay that foundation of what what that sound instruction looks like. And so uh, for our listeners um, who aren't teachers but may have children at the elementary level, now what are some of those skills that teachers brand new teachers need to develop to be those great teachers um, that we've all had when we grew up? Relationships, mm-hmm. classroom management. So it, it's, it starts with making sure every student feels cared for, yeah. that when those kids get to the, the door, the, the teacher's ready to go to greet them and make them feel um, included. We want our teachers to feel cared for. We obviously want our students to feel cared for. So building those relationships is is a priority. And then within that, it's what are the management, classroom management and routines that are necessary, those structures that can help promote that, that growth. And within that structure and building those relationships, the academic piece it, it just falls into place. Absolutely. So, Elise, mm-hmm. you're supporting our secondary um, staff. And yeah. so, you know, what are those skills? And so teachers are great, whether they're teaching in elementary, middle, or high school. But you know, we have to admit that there's just a, there are nuances between being a, being a great elementary teacher, middle, and high school. Because we, we're, we're serving kids at different stages of their life. And so mm-hmm. at the secondary level... Now, what are those skills um, that you're working to develop in um, our secondary teachers? Yeah, I would, I would definitely reiterate Kim's point that relationships are foundational to the, you know, success in the classroom, outside of the classroom. But to me, I think it's almost more so when I think about, um, especially with experience teaching at the high school level, if you don't have that relationship, that ability to. Um, partner with your students on a more personal level and find that right balance between professionalism and being personal with them, having them kind of, you know, share their world with you. But when you're with their teenagers, sometimes that can be that much more difficult. So it's kind of figuring out how do we understand our teenagers? How do we understand their needs and our adolescents? Um, uh, you know, what, what are some of those, uh, particular ways in which we can approach that age group yeah. that will lead to the the fostering of a relationship to be built. Um, I think a lot of times it's how do we engage learners at that level um, where you think about typically in an elementary setting, yeah. it might be a little more easy or a little <laughs> less difficult to increase that energy. You know, how do we, you know, reach those particular age groups at the, at the higher level? Sometimes that can be a particular question that we ask, absolutely. <laughs> especially so, this time of year. <laughs> absolutely. And so for our listeners out there that currently have teenagers, you understand what Elise is talking about. <laughs> for those listeners that um, are about to have teenagers, you'll soon find out yep. <laughs> what Elise is talking about. Um, teenagers are very fun, but they're yes. also very interesting Yeah, um, working with at home and um, in our schools. And right. so Justin, 
Um, our mentor, mentoring has been a part of um, Ankeny for a very long time, but this program is new um, to our district. And so how um, is it different from what our district has done um, traditionally? Yeah, and, and I've appreciated, before I came into this position, there was um, starting to establish an innovative way of supporting our new teachers and staff through a cadre model. And so instead of a traditional one-to-one, we now have um, one mentor to three to four different teachers. And we've really started to invest our time and our efforts into developing those mentors as leaders to then trickle that down to supporting those teachers individually. And it works really well with our four layers of support that we've established throughout the district, mm-hmm. making it, a, again, a district effort. And, and again, we're continuing to make some iterations and changes and evolve as a, a system with this program. Um, but I, I've just appreciated the mentors and their resilience and their um, willingness to shift each um, sometimes monthly as we start to continue to adapt this program to best meet the needs of our teachers. And so, so with that, Justin, can you explain to our listeners um, your role and responsibilities um, as our mentoring specialist? Yeah, so this was a, a new position they developed this last year in part with our strategic plan, um, building uh, further capacity into our talented people. Um, so my role here, uh, which is separate than um, Elise and Kim in the coaching role is more longitudinal, looking at some long-term vision of our program. How do we ensure that we um, meet uh, some of those uh, research-based or best practices that are innovative in the mentoring world, um, but also coordinating and supervising our mentoring induction program in collaboration with with Kim and Elise as our coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kim, would you explain your role and responsibility? Absolutely. And it'll... What, what I say will, will primarily be for both Elise yes. and myself. Yep. Um, I support elementary mentors primarily. Um, when we think about uh, a coach, it, it would not be unlike an instructional coach. We're, we're there um, to help support and build capacity of our, our mentors so that ultimately they can support and um, help our new staff members be successful. When we think about coaching, it's involving um, working with our mentors, um, engaging in those conversations, reflective conversations, problem-solving conversations, um, meeting with them regularly. We, we spend a lot of time and are very invested in the professional growth and learning of our mentors. So when we think about that, it's, it's planning for and facilitating professional learning that builds the skill set of our mentors. Mm -hmm. And it's also thinking about how do we, as a program, build the capacity of our mentors so that they're their own network and they can collaborate and learn from one another and and build kind of that collective um, efficacy as a group too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so um, you you, you talked a lot about – mentors and and mentees coming together planning talking does um at least does observation factor into uh, that mentorship relationship with uh, mentors getting into the classroom observing um the, uh, the mentee and giving feedback yes it absolutely can i think that's one facet of that partnership what's great about this Um, updated model, if you will, of our programming is that, as Justin was saying earlier, we have those additional layers of support. So a mentor could go in and observe their mentee 
vice versa. A mentee could come in and, and observe their mentor. Um, but additionally, they could also have, you know, administrators, instructional coaches as part of that process too. So we have several different opportunities for them to be seeing other classrooms, gaining experience through other perspectives, um, outside of just that mentor-mentee partnership, which is exciting. No, that's really exciting because, you know, in, in any district or classroom that I've um, had the opportunity to visit, when teachers make their practice public, it, it, that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And we, we talk about coaching, and I'm sure our, our listeners have had coaches either with athletics or with activities or whatever the case may be, but the, the value of a coach is they can observe you doing something yeah. and give you real-time feedback about how effective or ineffective you were and give you some su- some suggestions on how you can get better with uh, d- delivering uh, whatever you're delivering in the classroom. So are, are we seeing that in, in, in our classrooms and in, in that relationship between our, our uh, mentors and mentees? I would say so. And and when we think about those different types of support, you know, we, we really tend to emphasize certain types for certain stakeholders. Mm. So when we think about um, that mentor, while they primarily may serve in that emotional support lens or that category, if you will, they can also you know, serve in those instructional areas too. So we see that as an element of mentorship, but it's not all encompassing. And so going back to that earlier question, when you were asking about that prior model, with a one-to-one partnership between a mentor and a mentee, oftentimes that partnership was rooted in a like content or a grade level. um, and, And that lent itself a lot to that instructional conversation. Yeah. Now it's kind of opened up that gate. It's it's broadened the horizon of what that support looks like. So it's instructional, but it's also that social emotional support. And while we may not be, some of our mentors, while they may not be in the same grade level or content area as their mentees, that creates a really exciting opportunity for a partnership to discuss what are the other elements of teaching besides instruction or right. in addition to instruction. And it seems like we our strategy and approach towards mentoring um, with this new approach is that one size doesn't fit, fit all. Right. And so it seems as though we are tailoring the support based off of the needs of the individual teachers that are receiving that support. You got it. Good. Yep. That's, that's really good to hear. And so, Justin, you had mentioned building capacity as – an element of our strategic plan. So can you talk more about how this program is helping to, to fulfill our district's strategic plan? Yeah, well, specifically in our pillar two, where we kind of are nestled um, within our, our programming and our intentions, uh, we fit into retaining 85% of our employees who meet performance expectations. Uh, so we're really keying in on on that percentage. You know, from the fiscal side, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's cheaper to retain a teacher than to hire new teachers right. um, or staff. Um, but even from the emotional and, and uh, district-wide lens of we want great teachers here and mm-hmm. we want to keep them here. Right. Um, so we're really keying in on, on that and, and strategically allocating those human resources um, based on where we see fit to, to ensure that we are keeping and retaining those talented people. And so with any uh, new strategy that, um, that's implemented, we experience challenges, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, with this new approach around around mentoring, what have been some of the challenges that we've experienced uh, this year? I think one big challenge has been 
ensuring we have enough mentors for the influx of staff that are coming in. Mm. Um, and, and we did see a, a larger influx this last year. Um, and I don't think we were necessarily prepared to see that maybe that number to support those teachers. Um, we have it in place now that we feel pretty solid in, in making sure that they are feeling supported from the different layers that we've established. Um, but you never know year to year how those numbers are going to play out. And so um, as we continue to, to recruit mentors for our program, um, we want to continue to allow some of those leadership opportunities so that we do have a bank of great teachers that want to be mentors and, and to, to serve their district and, and help build the capacity of our, our new staff. From a, a coaching perspective, you know, what, are, what have been some of the challenges with this new approach around mentoring um, in our district? Elise or I know Kimberly. we're looking at each other <laughs> like, hmm. So as this is my third year working within this new program model, I would say it's the the uniqueness of our program is exciting because we have the opportunity to kind of lay the ground before us. Mm-hmm. While that is exciting and it opens up the possibilities of of innovation and and being creative, um, it can also, you know, present some of those questions of what lies ahead of us and making sure that we are clearly communicating expectations and making sure that we know um, and we're sharing information with clarity to our mentors, to our new teachers Mm -hmm. um, because of that newness, as we've described, um, we are still kind of learning that process as we go. So Kimberly? Um, I would say at this point, because the program is um, new and it's evolving, we're continuing to refine um, the programming. It's it's also thinking about how do we communicate in, in a way to the district so that potential teacher leaders know what the mentoring program is and that they they see the opportunity to be a growth agent and know that this is a really important opportunity and they understand what the, the program is and then have that opportunity to um, apply and understand the process. So I think it's just, you know, thinking through communication and what that looks like moving forward. So, um you know, it, it people understand the difference of the program now versus like six years ago right. when mm-hmm. when it looked very different. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so Justin, you know, we've talked about some challenges this year, which you know, we 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 expected. But let's talk about you know, what what have been our wins that we've experienced this year so far. Yeah, and I, I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier that our mentors this year, as we continue to evolve and and make iterations to our programming, they've been just so resilient and open to. Um, any changes that we've thrown at them to better support those new teachers. And so it is a challenging time with the number of teachers that we have coming into the district. Um, they, the, the vision is still could use some clarity for as we continue to change. So those mentors kind of know mm-hmm. um, ahead of time, but, but I, I just appreciate their willingness to, to, to go with the flow and, and to keep the good or keep the teachers at the forefront and those students at that, um, foundation of, of supporting them. Kimberly, Elise, what have been your wins this year so far? You start, Kim. Okay, <laughs> you go for it. Relationships. Yeah. Okay. I think it yeah. just goes from every lens. So um, as we talk to our mentors and they, um, you know, fill us in a little bit about progress of, of their mentees, I, I think it goes back to we want our 
our new, we want all teachers and all staff in the district to feel cared for, that they have people that Mm -hmm. want them there each day who are invested in them. Because when people feel um, that they're cared for in the workplace, they want to stay. Um, So those success stories are huge. Um, Another um, element of relationships is as coaches, our relationships with the mentors and developing those that it becomes a partnership Mm. and that we're able to, um, coach and collaborate. Um, and, and honestly at all levels see that it's a reciprocal, um, relationship that we're learning, they're learning mentees and mentors have both have something to offer one another. Um, the learning isn't just one-sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. I I completely agree with that. I think one thing that we're really proud of is being able to offer an opportunity for teachers to continue their growth as as leaders. Um, You know, they're already leaders in their classrooms, but extending that leadership um, with with their partners in education. I mean, what greater way to to, you know, foster that sense of I can impact this profession and enhance this profession through the connections and relationships that I have with my fellow teachers is a really cool yeah, yeah. Cool thing to see. Absolutely. Uh, teacher leadership is vital to the success of any school district um, and more specifically to um, every school um, that we have in our district. So yeah. um, really appreciate our mentors and our, our, our new teachers that have come into our, our district this year. Mm-hmm. And so for um, our district, um, a priority that has been very clear to me is that student success and keeping uh, students at the center of everything, everything that we do is our number one priority. And so with any program that's being implemented in, in education, there has to be a way of identifying how we're how we've been successful with um, having an impact on students, and so Justin, how will the success of this program um, affect um, our students? Yeah, well, Dr. Pruitt, ever since I met you coming in uh, when I was here at 2020, uh, I've always appreciated your um, lens that no matter what position you have in the district, it's always the kids at the forefront. And looking at our programming and how that fits um, that purpose. I think it's ensuring that we have quality teachers and staff, whether that be, again, nurses, social workers, counselors, mm. uh, associates. They are, we have quality educators and, and staff in each of the classrooms to, to then support our students. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, everyone's role is important, no, no matter who you are. Because all of us are here uh, in service of students because we believe that education is that great equalizer. And yeah. if, we, if, if all of us do our job, perform within our role, I believe that we're going to have a positive impact on the students that, um, and families that choose to uh, use Ankeny School District as their school district. And so for our current students, um, for current students, um, considering education as a career, you know, what do they need to do or know about uh, working um, with a mentor? So one thing, even as a, a former teacher academy instructor, it was so exciting to see teenagers who are expressing interest, you mm-hmm. know, in that teaching profession. We three have um, 
the ability to partner with student teachers as well as part of our role. So uh, another significant part of our roles and responsibilities is overseeing the the well-being of the partnership between a student teacher and a cooperating teacher, in addition to um, overseeing our practicum experiences and our observations, um, partnering with various universities and colleges. Right. So we, we interact um, with student teachers, practicum students, observation students. And that is one thing that we pride ourselves in being able to say is that not only do you have a mentor who is um, collaborating with you on an instructional level, but especially from that social emotional level, we want to make sure that we're maintaining that personal and professional well-being. And we really mean that when we say that personal success is going to help translate into that professional success. Absolutely. Um, collaborating with that mentor is also um, creating with that cadre structure that we were describing. You have a small group, a success team, if you will, where you're able to partner with um, similar licensure level new teachers or new to the profession teachers, um, where you're working together, you're gaining perspectives, um, different perspectives from each other. Um, you know, they're your thought partners. So you just, you reap the benefits of not just a mentor, but that cadre structure allows you to really grow and learn, um, together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then those additional layers of support, the instruct, you know, the instructional coach support, the administrator support, um, your PLC support. We have those layers there that are very intentionally put in place to ensure that it's an all encompassing experience for that new teacher, which we believe is very unique in this district. Yeah, that's great. So Justin, uh, for our current staff um, who may be interested in becoming a mentor, what what do they need need to do? Well, first, um, we do send out interest forms on the district scoop. Um, I try to put those out every month that they can um, express interest in a leadership role, whether that be a student teacher or practicum observation. Um, And in this spring, we will be sending out applications for our mentoring program that they can um, express in an interest form, uh, whether they would be interested in in engaging as a mentor. Okay, so look out for the district scoop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So Kimberly, uh, and Justin had mentioned Pillar 2, and part of Pillar 2 is also about um, how we go about uh, recruiting and retaining our teachers. This is more um, our recruitment plug. And so for those listeners um, who are educators that but may not um, work in Ankeny right now, you know, why should they consider coming to Ankeny working um, with um, this team? Hmm. I've, I've been in Ankeny since, oh my, 2001. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've, I've watched it uh, grow exponentially over the years and Ankeny is continually striving to do better things, to be on the cutting edge, to support our teachers, to support our students. I think when a teacher comes to Ankeny, they are um, kind of inundated with just a number of resources that are available to help them be successful in order to help their students be successful. Um, the, the partnership and collaboration, the collaborative nature of our district in ensuring that um, teachers are flexibly working together and interdependent to help students achieve. I think that PLC perspective is um, 
is very valuable. But then, of course, the fact that every building in our district has an instructional coach and those coaches are working with all of our new um, teachers and engaging in coaching cycles. And those cycles might look different depending on um, the teacher's interest and choice. But we have those instructional coaches that are really dedicated to help ensure that our teachers are being um, successful. And then, of course, you know, with our mentors, that um, that partnership, that collaboration, it, it really the one thing that if someone's wanting to become a mentor, what they really need to know is our mentors are doing so much for our new teachers that it isn't just about helping them um, in the classroom, that it the benefits exceed the classroom. It, it's personal, it's professional, um, and no one has to venture into this profession or our district alone. They, mm-hmm. they will have many people who are um, dedicated to their success. Elise, Justin, anything to add? What's your plug for Anchor? That was a mic drop right there. Uh, that's a mic drop. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I'm really excited um, because I'm, going, I'm about to introduce a, a new segment to We Are Ankeny, and the three of you get to be the first to try it out. We saw that. Yeah, so it's called our Big Question Wrap-Up. Okay. okay. So here's the first question, and this is open to all three of you. And so who has the best job? <laughs> Elise and I we, do. We like okay. to say we do. <laughs> okay. We okay. Get, yes. Why? Why? It's the relationships we get to build with our mentors, with our new teachers. You know, not that Justin doesn't, but <laughs> our our specific role is that direct partnership that we have with mentors and through that coaching and that partnership, just seeing that growth and development yeah. and, you know, just building those relationships are really special to us to be able to get into the buildings and, and work with and work alongside teachers is yeah. Is the best part. However, Justin does <laughs> get to see how awesome Elise and I are right. and build relationships oh, with us. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, who is most likely to make others laugh during a serious meeting? Oh, that's, Kim, a, that's a Kim. For yep. sure. <laughs> Kim has some talents. <laughs> you may have heard it just now. No. <laughs> okay. I we, tried really uh, hard, though. <laughs> So I know who to come Kim. to when, 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 when we need some comic relief. Right? You got it. We okay. love Kim's. She's silly. She's fun. She's always keeping it. She's always keeping our office space fun and okay. engaging and lively. <laughs> okay. No, this is the serious question. Okay. Pop, soda, or Coke? Ooh, this is in different reasons. Yep. They call soda or pop Coke. So pop, soda, or Coke? Mm-hmm. I'm going with Midwest. We we say pop. Okay. Was it different in Michigan? No. No. Okay. Good to okay. know. I actually say soda pop. So- oh, Ooh. hybrid. I'm gonna have to add, I'm gonna have to add that uh-huh. soda pop. Okay. I've been a, I've been a pop girl my whole life. Pop. Girl. Pop. pop. I, I'm I'm pop too. Okay. So. Nice. Um, last question: If you didn't work in education, what would you be? Kimberly. My- oh, go ahead, Kim. Okay, it's two things, either a music therapist or a travel agent. Oh, nice. Okay. I would love to explore a, a creative profession such as interior design. Okay. Justin? I like 
thinking about why people act the way they do. And so behavioral economics has always been kind of an interest. Oh, wow. (laughs) Thank you for being the first to to engage in big question wrap up. Really appreciate it. And so um, if you are a college, if you're in college and considering education as a career, visit the Ankeny Schools website for employment, internship and student teaching opportunities. Current Ankeny teachers can also reach out to our mentors and uh, today's guests, Elise Jensen, Kim Hawk, and Justin Herrick for questions about the mentor and induction program. You can find their contact information on the AnkenySchools.org website. Thank you, Justin, Elise, and Kim for sharing the mentor and induction uh, program with our audience. We hope to have you all back for our next episode of Let's Talk About It on this We Are Ankeny podcast channel. See you next time. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools. 